Hi, and welcome to the Ballyhoo Bridge podcast. I'm your host, Heather, and I'm so glad you're here because I have a question for you. Do you ever feel stuck? Do you find yourself struggling to take the next steps in your business or even your life? Figuring out your next steps and having the courage to actually take them is the beginning of a road to self-discovery and healing. It's a journey that's uniquely yours that will uncover who you really are and help you show up as your true authentic self, not only in life, but in business. In this podcast, we'll talk about marketing and business and spirituality and mindset. We're breaking it all down so you can build the life you truly desire and deserve. We're going to explain the jargon, clear up some misconceptions, and discover we're not all so different. We'll bridge the gaps between what you think you know and what you think you don't. Let's dive in. I want to talk about something that's been coming up for me a lot lately. And that's grief. You know, grief can come in a lot of forms, but it's basically mourning the loss of something or someone. I remember the first time I ever really dealt with grief. I was probably about 10 and my grandfather had passed and I saw my dad crying and I was mesmerized. I had never seen my dad cry. And to be honest, I never really did again until my mom passed. So it was kind of my first introduction to this grief thing. And I had to figure out how to process it and what it meant. So we didn't really talk about grief in my house. My mom had lost her father many years before I was born. And I remember her talking about it at times. She would kind of get that faraway look and she would tell me little stories about him. And often while she was talking, she would get that little wistful smile on her face. You know, it's kind of a happy memory but it's probably mixed with some sadness and then she would tell me the story of when he passed and that one was always just filled with sadness and guilt she had been pregnant with my sister at the time and apparently my grandfather was in the hospital fairly dire situation I think and back then you know many medical procedures they were still new and fairly risky So she had gone home to get cleaned up. I think others had insisted that she go home. And evidently he passed away while she was away. And you could tell as she told the story that she had just never forgiven herself for what she evidently deemed an unforgivable act. And I mean, I get that, but maybe there was a reason that she wasn't supposed to be there. I know for me, I've been kind of glad I wasn't with my loved ones when they passed. It's kind of allowed me better memories to keep as I move forward. But I guess for the caregiver in her and for the daughter who was really, really close to her father, it was a hard thing to let go of. My mom... My mom was my rock. She was my best friend. She was the family glue. She took us through our first journey with cancer. 
and all the lovely things that come with it. And when she passed, I just felt gutted. I remember thinking, I think I finally understand what people mean when they use the phrase waves of grief. Because let me tell you, there were times when it would come and it would just knock my knees out from under me. Like one of those really strong waves out of the ocean can do. Now, according to psychology type people, there are five stages of grief. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Often after my mom passed, people would take particular joy in telling me about these stages and which one I must be in. <laughs> it felt kind of odd, but it was comforting in a way. I guess when you have a name for it, it makes it easier to process. It also made me feel like if there are these stages, then that means there's an end to the hell. That when I finally reach the last stage and I make my way through it, I'm going to be done. This had, had to be that elusive, you know, time heals all wounds thing that everybody kept talking about. That had to be it, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, if that had only been true. No one told me that you'd go through these stages all your life. You could run through all of them in a matter of minutes. Or you may get hit by one at any given moment, just out of the blue. Grief and healing are not linear experiences. When I started figuring that out, that waves of grief statement kind of took on a whole new meaning for me. The waves are different sizes. They affect you differently at different times. They come throughout your life. For me, though, more often than not, they kind of still came without warning and took my knees out from under me. And of course, there was no end like I had thought of it before. Time did change the emotions. There were times that the intensity of the grief had changed. But there are also others where it comes and mom could have passed yesterday. It's so intense. So as I started into my spiritual journey, I started thinking about why are these waves coming? What do I do with these waves? Why are they happening? And of course, it's triggers. Triggers happen. Trauma triggers. Those are fun. You guys familiar with the uh, antiseptic smell when you're in a hospital? I'm very familiar with that smell. And I remember the first time I walked into a hospital after mom had passed and that smell hit me. I had just crossed over the threshold into the doorway and I just stopped. And my poor husband was right behind me, smacked into me. I was just frozen in place. And I think I might have been sort of turning green because I felt like I was going to be sick. So he just kind of gently pushed me and, and guided me to where we need to go. And at the time, I didn't really know what a trigger was. I just did all I knew to do, which was sort of push forward one step at a time, even if I was in a fog. And I'll tell you, that smell still triggers me to this day. But at least now, I kind of know how to process it a little better. Another thing people neglected to tell me when I was younger was how often grief would be a part of your life. A few years after mom passed, I lost my sister and then later my dad to cancer. 
And there had been various aunts and uncles along the way during that period as well. And for a while there, I was starting to wonder not when it would end, but if it would end. And every time you experienced one of those losses, those same stages would come. Those same stages of grief would come and flow over you just with varying intensities. So while all that was going on, there was all the rest of my life. How often have you guys experienced that same grief, those waves of grief over the loss of something else, like a job or maybe a friend? Those can throw you for a loop and quick. I know for me with the jobs, it was probably more of a comfort zone situation. You know how you fall into a comfort zone with a job and then suddenly it's gone But you still kind of go through that grief of releasing it and moving on to the next thing. Probably the harder one is when I've lost friends and relationships. Some of those were, they were like family. And to be honest, that cut was was pretty deep. You know, it's one thing to have someone you love that's, they're no longer here. They're no longer available on earth to love you. But it's quite another When you have someone that's just down the street and you just know that they just don't want you anymore. Now I feel like you're adding some betrayal in there, maybe, to go along with the grief. I digress. The point is, there are many things in your life that can trigger that emotion of grief. It can be as simple as losing a car. Maybe it's that first car that you've had for years and it just finally gave it up. Or became more expensive than it was worth. Or what about a breakup? Or a child moving away can trigger that grief from separation. Grief takes many forms and everyone handles it differently. I mean, the stages don't really change. But how a person reacts to it absolutely can I think you have to consider what the grief triggered. I mean, loss and death are fairly obvious, I'll grant you. But that can also bring up feelings of abandonment. I know I have some health issues and going to the doctor and having tests run can sometimes just bring back that trauma trigger of, is this something more? Does this go back to my family history or is it just something minor? If it's a lost relationship, it can bring up feelings of being unworthy. The I'm not good enough feelings. The I'm not worthy of their love. That's why they left. The work to get past those triggers is important. But first, you have to identify the trigger, then understand how to address it. So what are some ways that you can work on this? One great one is to do mindset work. That helps you to sort of reprogram all those feelings of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, and change those to affirmations where you learn to love yourself and love everything about you and so that you know that you're worthy of that love. I have a little side note on this. I've actually also done a lot of work with an astrologist and with a human design expert. And what that did was it gave me insight on kind of how I'm wired and why I do things the way I do. Now, 
this is not to make an excuse. It's not to say, well, I'm a manifester, so that's why I reacted that way. No, this knowledge is to help you operate at your highest capacity. You will start to recognize things about yourself so that maybe those triggers start to make a lot more sense. How you handle your job and your coworkers may make more sense. You may discover that one reason you aren't operating at your highest is that you're not in a job that suits you and the way you're wired. And the truth is before, I don't think I ever would have thought of doing this kind of work, but it's been invaluable to learning who I am and why I'm fabulous. So I would consider that as you start looking at who you're going to work with and the type of work you're going to do. Another thing I found was important in this journey was learning to recognize my victim mentality. And please don't don't get offended by that. Everyone lives in victim mode at points in their life. It's just normal human behavior. But do you find yourself sort of making excuses or blaming others? I did that a lot. I was sort of planted in that comfort zone of being a victim. And when I started to see it, I was able to turn that way of thinking to positive. I was able to take responsibility for my own actions. I wanted a business. I had to stop blaming that I had no time. I had to accept the choices I was making on how I spent my time. I started being realistic about what I could do with having a full-time job. Then setting realistic goals and action items to reach those goals. And of course, that went for my business life, my personal life, my relationships. But first, I had to learn to look at myself and truly identify the issue and then address it honestly. The other thing I had to learn to do was to recognize when it wasn't me. When the feelings of others were being projected onto me, it wasn't that I wasn't enough. It was probably that they had those feelings about themselves and they would either put others down to make themselves feel better or they would call themselves helping when all the time they were the ones that needed the growth. Now, not to say there weren't things to learn for myself as well, but taking the time to recognize what was happening created a huge change in my attitude and my outlook. Again, I identified the problem and determined if it was me or them. If it's me, I can adjust. If it's them, have the bless and release. That just wasn't my issue to bear. I had to leave it to them. One of the other things with my triggers that I had to understand was some of them are literal trauma responses. They come from things that happened to me when I was younger. And identifying that and then working on the solution became very important. For instance, was I feeling that abandonment that maybe after my mom had passed, I was feeling that. I've also had some um, 
safety issues and trust issues that have happened with people in my life that I have to identify what I'm feeling, why I'm feeling it, and then start to work through it. Triggers can come in a variety of forms, and that recognition is the first step. When it comes to death and that loss, of course, that was always harder. You know, there's some of these things that you might can have at least some control over, but with death, you can't. There's nothing you can control about that. And even though I knew that, I still found myself sometimes having to identify where I was angry and kind of getting to the core of that emotion. And oftentimes I would find that I just had to sit with it. I had to let it pass through me. I had to let it sort of run its course, so to speak. I find sometimes allowing grief to just wash through you in that way can be very cleansing. It can sort of take that energy of all those emotions and let it wash out of you and let it start to fall away. So maybe you're asking now, how did you work through all these things again? And let's be clear, I'm still a work in progress. I think we all are. But I think a great place to start is a coach, especially things like mindset. But know this also, sometimes you may need more. You may need a counselor, psychiatrist, psychologist type person that might be necessary Some wounds and traumas go deep, y'all, and they need deeper help. And hear me, some coaches are equipped for that. In fact, I have a dear friend who is a certified counselor and also a coach, so she does both. But some aren't, so just know that you can get help from more than one place. I'll be honest. I think this road to healing is actually acknowledging that you need help and then having the courage to ask for it. Having the courage to speak and be vulnerable. Those are huge first steps all by themselves. I think we can all agree that this inner work can be hard, can be painful. And goodness knows holding a mirror up to yourself is not always the most fun thing to do. But when you can start to really love who's looking back at you, your life will change. I dare say it will change exponentially. I will also say this. I believe one of the hardest grief processes you will go through is the grief of letting go of the old you. The one that doesn't work for you anymore. But it is absolutely a grief worth going through. I have cried many tears with a coach in my life. But the result is so freeing and worth every tear. And I would do it all over again to get to where I am today. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it helped you in some way. Make sure and like and rate and do all the things for our podcast. And of course, check out the show notes for links or any other important information. If you're looking for guidance in your journey, you can head over to my website, 
ballyhoobridge.com. There, you can choose a time for a free 30-minute clarity call. In the meantime, don't forget to take care of yourself. Until next time.